0: Welcome to Business News and Other Shit, I'm your host Amr. Thank you so much for tuning in to a show that's been called The Perfect Listen for Busy Fifth graders with ADD. I'm an entrepreneur and an aspiring stand-up comedian, improviser, and my favorite job, stay-at-home dad. In a previous life, I graduated from the University of Chicago, <clears throat> the Harvard of the Midwest, with an A.B. in economics. And after that, for 10 long years, I worked as an executive director for J.P. Morgan. <clears throat> sold my soul. You may be asking why someone in their right mind with a wife and two kids would give up such a prestigious and profitable position to become a lowly comedian. And to that, I would say, uh... It's way more fun and maybe don't be such a joke about it. Our goal with the show is to entertain you with funny stories, jokes, and one-liners about investing and business and money. And hopefully make you a stronger and more financially secure person. Basically, we want to help you increase the size of your backup stash. Backup stash being that secret stash of money that keeps you afloat after you tell that horrible boss to get the hell out of here. Or you want to travel around Southeast Asia for the next six months. Join us every Thursday. We tell some funny stories. Jokes, have a good old time, and you know what? Maybe learn a few important things. What up, people? Welcome to Business News and Other Shit. We are here with Hallucinating, yeah, yeah, my man. What's up? Uh... Doesn't sound to hallucinating yet. What's up? Hey, yo, hey! Someone just woke up, and Sam, take a swig of whiskey. Prick it. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How are you? God, Sam. You know we're Muslim, man. That was very disrespectful. <laughs> I asked we don't, if it was okay. We don't drink alcohol. <laughs> I'm sorry. And now I'm tempted to
1: grab your bottle. You got a mic. <laughs> got what? You're, you're, you got a mic. You're around. You, you're around. That the the heathens and the. Uh, the, um, Every night when I go to open mics.
0: Oh, and you're at, you're at Mike's. You meant my my CS Mike's. I think I think meant like Mike's. You're at Mike's house or Mike's. This guy
1: Mike. No, no, I meant uh, the uh, Mike's of the open mics. variety. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you're
0: listening, um, that's where I met Sam at, at an open mic, mm-hmm. and that's where I, I I looked deep into his eyes one night and said, "Hey, man, do you want a cigarette?"
2: Poor Sam. <laughs> Is that how? <laughs> yeah, that's Is how. That it how
0: works. We met?
1: I think and then so. I've been hooked ever since. He also got me hooked on heroin, but that's another <laughs> for another day. Yeah, 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 Um so what's up guys? Uh welcome. We got a good episode for you. We're going to talk
0: about uh money and your relationship with money, my relationship with money, Yahya's relationship with money, Sam's relationship. We're going to talk about um the trade war and it's now been escalated. This this war continues to go. We're going to talk about uh, I can't stop thinking about the fact that we're 10 years out from the financial crisis. One of the biggest traumatic experiences our, our economy's experienced. So we're going to talk a little more about that. Elon Musk, our boy, uh, who is kind of like watching a train wreck. Can't get our eyes off this guy. Fun to watch. Uh, so we'll hit some of those things. We'll talk about some of those things and we'll we'll get through it.
1: Uh, Elon Musk is like a like a like a hover train wreck it's not like a normal train it's it's like a like a flying car wreck <laughs> it's a hover it's a it's a it's yeah. a it's impressive it's an autonomous semi-truck yeah wreck it's also funny that people are like oh he's ruined his career because he smoked a weed one time like, right, come right on. right
0: i mean I, yeah well what's funny is
1: he didn't do anything illegal even in california Yeah, it's completely and, and, and people uh, were drinking he was drinking too and, and everyone's we'll like drink, that's right? fine yeah. yeah
0: it wouldn't be it wouldn't be unusual for a ceo to be drinking so yeah i just think we, we we've demonized marijuana so much when in reality in many ways marijuana is less
1: lethal than alcohol yeah it also it feels like it'll make you like even more paranoid and like whatever because alcohol makes be like hey, i don't give a shit sell the fucking company who gives a shit <laughs> and then weed will be like well, I, need, I need to i'm gonna lose everything if i fuck up, I need
0: right. In fact, so what you're saying basically is his investors should be uh, sending him uh, fucking major doobage, dude.
1: Hell yeah, bro.
2: Smoke this, Elon.
0: Mm-hmm. Save our money. So, audience, uh, yeah, you know, hopefully you'll get something out of today's show. Um, and if you don't, you know what? Screw you. You just weren't listening well enough. What, Amr? You ripping on the audience? Yeah, I yeah. am. Uh, okay, idiot. <laughs> um. So let's get into it. So. So I've been talking about this guy named, I think his name is Bradley Klontz. I like this Bradley Klontz guy. This guy is what's called a financial psychologist, all right? And Bradley Klontz is basically saying we all pretty much follow four different scripts with money. There's money vigilance, when you're super careful with money. There's money avoiders. When you convince yourself money isn't important, I think those two are the opposite sides of the same shekel. Um, money vigilant, where you're too careful, and money avoidance, where you're not careful at all. You just avoid it. And then there's uh, money status and money worship. And I think those two are kind of like the same sides of the uh, – two different sides of the same coin in a way. How are those different, status and worship? Well, so status is like when you equate your self-worth with your net worth. Mm. so if you're worth a hundred bucks you have a really low opinion of yourself if you're worth a million bucks you you have a you know you have a you think you're you you think you're bigger in society than someone that has nine
1: hundred thousand dollars exactly
0: yeah it's like a it's like a dick measuring contest Mm -hmm. you know
1: is no one have that like of how they made the money like if you have like if an artist has made like a million dollars that's impressive but if like uh like a C or just like whatever. A like a, like a prostitute is made. Actually, that's also very impressive a prostitute made a million dollars. Yes.
0: Very. so yeah, you're, you're, based, yeah. So, so yeah, that's money status and money worship is when you think having more money will solve all your problems, you know, like, like we do need money. It does solve some problems. And if you think it solves all your problems, the reason your kids hate you and call you a jerk dad, um, yeah i don't have issues with with i'm not insecure about being a dad at all by the way um and
1: uh your wife is mad at you or whatever i'm not insecure about being a husband Mm. at all the reason i have herpes is because i have a hundred dollars that's why it's because i don't have enough money to not have herpes right so so yeah So, so i think money status and money
0: worship are two sides of the same coin in a way, maybe maybe I don't have that one perfectly right, but we'll, we'll go through these. So, we're going to talk about the first coin today. All right, and so let will we'll, we'll go back. So Bradley Klontz, this financial psychologist, is saying, become aware of what scripts you're operating under, and the more you're conscious of these scripts, the more you can push back against that script that isn't probably that's probably not serving you. So if you're way too careful with money. And you're listening to this podcast and realize, you know what, man? I'm way too careful with money.
1: Start spending all of it. Just, Just give it away. It. Give it to me. Start a Coke problem. Give it to me because I'm way less careful with money.
0: Actually, it's not true at all. I'm too careful. I, I struggle with this money vigilance part. So um, so that's it is. Become aware of these things, of, of these scripts and whatever beliefs you have, like, why are you too careful with money? We'll talk about that. And then that gives you a chance to push back against whatever beliefs are driving that. And then you can start to like grow in your financial, your relationship with money. You can, you can start to actually like, I don't think we realize that we all have a relationship with money and given our society and our culture, it's probably a messed up relationship with money. In fact, I would argue everyone has a messed up relationship with money, and it takes some serious self-reflection and self-challenging uh, to like rise above that. And maybe I'm crazy, but that's what I think.
1: Hmm. So it's like a relationship you have with like a like a person. Like you could have like an abusive relationship with money. And uh, I don't know where this thought goes. I was hoping you would bail me out of. I got you, brother.
0: I got you keep going. <laughs> um no, like let's 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 look at it, right? So this So we're going to talk about the first coin, all right? When you're either really too careful, you need to be careful with money, but sometimes you're too careful.
1: All right, you're way too careful.
0: Like you're like writing down every little thing you're looking at you're spending hours looking at your budget you're spending hours like the obsessive
1: boyfriend type like constantly texting like oh where does she do and she's cheating on me i know she's cheating on me like checking your bank account doesn't trust
0: his girlfriend yeah right and i think
1: dude standing outside bank of america shouting whore at the tellers inside
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah with piss running down his pants
1: and he's just completely wasted
0: yeah so I, that's a great i think it's a great analogy right it's like my relationship with money i'll talk about armor right my relationship with money is i am too careful with money all right and and i'll 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 look at money and i'll be like you know don't leave my bank account you need to i need to i need you to stay in there and you should be be if if only i need something from you you can come out why do i stay in the account Stay locked up in Bank of America, and you know, and I'm like, let me before I let you out for this tank of gas, I need to go. I need to go back and look at my budget and see if I can really, you know, if this is gonna be okay that I buy this tank of gas. You know, that's kind of how I am, to be honest with you. And so sometimes, like today, Sam, you're like, we Sam and I went to a Dunkin' Donuts that's combined with a grocery store uh, with a, a Shell gas station. Yeah, and I'm like, Sam. Thanks for coming out today. I want to buy you this Gatorade, man. I appreciate you coming on as a guest host. And Sam's like, okay, cool. We run in and we quickly realize that I'm going to be standing in the Dunkin' Donuts line for a drink that I want. And there's a separate cash register for the Gatorade. So there's two different registers. And I'm going to have to awkwardly get out of my line, go with Sam to the gas station register, buy the Gatorade for him like I asked him, and go back to the Dunkin' Donuts
1: line to get my drink. That's very sweet. Thank you.
0: What you don't realize is I don't give a shit about you. <laughs> it was all for me. One of my challenges is like, oh, no, no, I can't, I can't afford buying this guy. Gatorade. I can barely afford buying my daughter diapers. You know what I mean? I can barely afford, you know, buying myself toilet paper. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I don't use toilet paper very often. Why am
1: I bringing that up? Well, is that true? <laughs> what do you mean? You take a shower
0: after you shit? No, but I use a I use like a, a makeshift mobile debate.
2: <laughs> You just, having, just have like shift. one of those like. Well, I
0: just said makeshift mobile debate, and I meant to say makeshift mobile bidet.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm flipping words
1: around. Uh, now, uh, a bidet debate and you de- a, de, a, de, a, a bidet debate yeah or you debate bidets versus toilet paper yes. or a makeshift no you get like a water bottle and just Ex- squirt it on exactly. your ass oh is that really what you did <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> yeah actually that that's at least put soap m- in it but
0: but you say it so crudely i i, I wouldn't say it that way. i get a water bottle and i squirt i squirt water water up my uh but rear hole, end. butthole
2: <laughs> my rear
0: end <laughs> instead of a- I mean butt and her ass it's such a crude way crude. no but yeah it's your much- shitty ass is <laughs> that better yeah I gotta get all those dingleberries out oh hey oh <laughs> do you guys know what dingleberries
1: are yeah it's the yeah. little little shit particles that oh clean. man where is this financial conversation looks like <laughs> I was gonna say ornaments to on a Christmas tree <laughs> that's a good metaphor mm-hmm. it's
2: just like a dog when it's trying to you know when it's going around on the ground Ooh, yeah it's trying to get rid of those oh is that what it's doing a lot of times.
0: Cool. I didn't know that. Good for dogs. They're clean. So, um, where the hell were we? Oh, my God. So, DeBay, Bidet, got that. And then right before Bidet, DeBay, Bidet, 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 DeBay,
2: the, what? We're talking about the first coin. The
0: first coin. Yeah. Yeah, but but you
2: after- were, the, You were spending on The, the shilling, Sam The for Shekel? Your, for your own well-being.
0: I was back. So, we're in a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> And so I don't care. I, I I'm sure think I'm sweet, Sam. Great, good for you. And I'm always too careful. I'm like I can't afford to get this guy, you know, a Gatorade. I need I need to I need to buy toilet paper. I, and to just finish that thought, I, I use a bidet or a mobile bidet, like a water bottle, because it's I think it's way cleaner. And I give my shower a butt. I give my shower a butt. I give my butt a shower. Is it like? What's that called when you uh, flip everything?
1: Synesthesia. Dyslexic? No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> I'm dyslexic today. Maybe. May God protect me. I hope
0: I'm never dyslexic. You caught it. So, I did catch it. So, um, and so then I don't use really much toilet paper because I just kind of dry it up and, I, you know, so I'm not a just big air toilet. dry? Paper. Yeah, kind of.
1: Water yeah. bottle and a hair dryer. <laughs> <You> put it. <laughs> it's been getting smaller
2: recently. And a, <laughs> the,
1: and, the, a, <laughs> and a brush just to make sure the hairs are like straight, you know? An Afro pick for your. A little gel.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think this conversation's entering the realm of TMI.
0: <laughs> you think it's entering, uh, bro? We are we are balls deep in TMI right now. Um, so okay, so let's move on. Let's move on. So yeah. so I'm like, no, Amr, you're too vigilant with money. Buy him the Gatorade. You're gonna get out of this line awkwardly and buy him the Gatorade. And Sam's like, Amr, dude, I got it. It's okay. Stay in your line to buy your drink. I'm like, no, I'm buying you Gatorade. And Sam's like, all right, dude, what the hell's wrong with you? I buy the Gatorade, we get out of that line, go into the Dunkin' Donuts line, and I don't even want to tell you what happens after that and who stands behind us in the line after that. But that's me pushing back against my that own. That
1: sounded racist. It wasn't like a, oh, uh, it was a good one. You're like, I don't even want to bring up what happened. Wait, why
0: would that sound racist? I don't know. Would,
1: I don't know. I think that's your That did right? yeah. yeah, I, I just, racist I just absolutely projected that onto that thing. Completely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You've got
0: something racist going on inside you right now that you're not willing to share. or unaware of. So um, that is me pushing back against the belief that I need to be extra careful with my money and that I'm not going to have enough money and I'm going to run out of money and I got to be really vigilant with my money. That's good. The opposite side of that shilling slash shekel slash coin is money avoidance, right? Where a person, especially starving artists, I I think when I went through my starving artist phase, I went through this. A person just completely avoids thinking about money. Completely avoids worrying about money, thinking about making it even sometimes. Like, I'll just sleep in my car. I'll just sleep whatever. You know, I'll just do whatever. I'll just crash on my friend's couch for a month. I'll just couch surf for three months. I'll do that. It's like, yeah, okay, you can do that. But is that like serving your body, your back, your health, your relationships with those friends? Is that serving them best? Probably not. So stop avoiding thinking about money. I think, yeah, he's falling asleep. Or he's like, man, I hate I hate this dude. Why don't I feel like I hate
2: you hate me right now, yeah? Oh, no, I don't. I love you, bro.
0: Okay. Yeah. Either he's being sincere with that smile or he's like gritting his teeth right now through it. You'll never know. So money avoidance is the other side of that coin where you just think like money's evil. I don't need money. Whoever wants and pursues money is just a dick and I don't want to get near that suit. And, uh, you know, um, so, so, you know a spectrum on the far, far left of this dumbbell barbell is money avoidance. On the far right is money vigilance, too careful versus not careful at all. And I think, you know, why I'm bringing this up is be aware, audience, slash Yahya and Sam, that there's this spectrum. And that if you care about yourself regarding your financial situation you'd want to push wherever you're whatever the wherever you are on the spectrum you want to push to get towards the middle so for example maybe when you're out on dates and with women i know if when i was dating i was like this i was super money avoidant like pff, i'm with a woman i can spend whatever i want i don't care about whatever buy her this buy her that you know i was desperate guys yeah and so i had to start pushing like no 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 why don't you buy me a drink honey and she's like what i'm like yeah you know, it's 2014.
1: That was <laughs> Whenever you were dating. <laughs> what? You, you were single in 2014? <laughs> I was. 2013, 12, 14, nice.
0: 11. The glory 10. days. The glory yeah. days. Um, I love you, honey. I didn't mean that. Those are not my glory days. My glory days are right now with <laughs> you and the kids cleaning up poop. Mm-hmm. With you yelling at me and texting me that. I'm a messy husband. Spilling. Uh, sprinkles all over sprinkles. the floor. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I, I had to move a little bit to the le- to the right, to the middle, because I was way too money avoidant when it came to the middle. But then when it comes to, like like I said, like a tank of gas or this or that, or the electricity at home, I'm like, oh, let's turn off those lights. you can't afford an extra 14 cents in electricity. I need to move to the left. Y'all get that? Have I completely lost you guys? Jesus. No.
1: I get it. Yeah? You got to be- uh Sam. Mm-hmm. Where are you on that spectrum? I'm I'm money avoidant for far sure. Far left? Yeah, far, far left. I don't know. Uh, I've been spending, spent almost like $100 yesterday and I don't even know what I bought. I'm one of those guys. So not only do you
0: spend the money, but then you totally forget what you bought. Yeah. You're like, oh, no, no, I'm not going to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. If we made you remember what you bought, do you remember what you bought?
1: <sighs> Whiskey, cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I, this, I, this is why i can't think about it because it's terrible why um, would you even want to
0: forget that
1: <laughs> oh man um i don't think he wants to see the rest uh what else did i buy uh let me get a guess. lady of the night condoms uh kind <laughs> of get out of here with that um <laughs> can't afford those Price, <laughs> no, no, that's no, where no. i'm
0: super careful with my money you no know, that, that's why that's
1: where around. the uh the Cigarettes and the whiskey comment. I'm trying to those are like internal condoms, so you don't need to you just kill the sperm from the inside out. It's an yeah. inside job. There's no way these sperm are
2: gonna reach an end No, no, they're He just cut the wrap from the, the cigarettes and use the <laughs> <laughs> The cellophane. <laughs> <laughs> <I> take a <laughs>
0: unwrapping this pack of cigarettes. Oh, I could use this for later. That's funny. Let me get a rubber band to just make
1: <laughs> <laughs> you tie it off like my dick's a heroin addict. Yeah. Oh
0: man, TMI. Uh, so so yeah, money. What?
2: <laughs> Never mind. Now <That> it's TMI. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So money was on you. You started yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, bro,
0: you brought the cellophane up, man. So, so yeah, so money visions were just being careful. So so okay, Sam, if you had to guess why you were money avoidant in the last twenty four hours and not thinking about it and not caring about it, would you do? Would you would you be able to at all identify a belief that you have about money or yourself that drove you to behave that way?
1: Hmm. Um. I don't know. Maybe it's like a a lack of belief. I don't know. Okay, go with that.
0: Lack of belief of what?
1: Of of like we're like ah, it doesn't matter. Like you go through that, like yeah what am I gonna gonna you know, run out of? It just doesn't seem like I the Would the you say distance in between the con- the action and the consequence. Is uh, maybe that's a, a bigger one? Maybe the money-avoiding people are just like because the repercussions don't make sense to me. Whenever I have a repercussion in life, in general, like I'm an asshole to a friend and they're like, "You were an asshole." I'm like, "What?
0: What do you mean? I don't know." You know, Be- meaning it, like the almost like you don't you don't think about the consequences? Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. But there's a reason for you not believing there are consequences. There's a reason for you believing. Um, you know, consequences around my behavior with money. There are no consequences to my behavior around money. Like, why do you think that?
1: I mean, I don't believe that, but it's it's it. It seems easier to believe because thinking that there are, like, if I d- buy I, you know what? this Wait. thing that I want right now in this moment, I want to have this thing. Then I'm not going to buy this thing later. And that's like, I just don't want to think about that at all. Where it's like, I. And I think it comes to the like, oh, I could be like, this could end badly, you know? So I just don't want to. Scary thought. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: Okay. So uh, going back a step, so you're saying I buy the whiskey and cigarettes um, and. What you don't think about in that moment is, oh, but I might, I might struggle to, fin- you know, pay off my rent this month, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. You're like, you don't, you're like, I don't even want to think about that consequence. Yeah. Um,
1: and wh- like, I do think you, so, so. Why do you think it is? That's more interesting. Cause you're more, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't really think about money in yeah. general. So I don't think about why I don't think about money. That's how deep it gets
0: let me just understand once again let me just say it out loud so so you you will you'll you'll get your check from work and you'll you'll spend it and you'll spend it in a way where you don't um you don't think about yeah you don't zoom out and think about all right how am i going to distribute this whatever thousand yeah. bucks
1: whatever it is because i'm not really i don't feel like i'm buying anything extravagant either like i don't buy clothes mm-hmm. i don't buy like thing i just buy like very like oh i want this right now like most of my money goes for like food and booze right yeah. right i mean it it could be handled in such a way
0: right where you even just 50 bucks you just kind of put it in a little slush fund for a rainy day yeah right you could do that just to mm-hmm. feel a little better about the situation or just have something to back your mind like oh, if i need it i need it you know um or a, a better way it might be like you might be able to get a a better job or hustle in a certain way to get to make a little bit more money or pound the pavement a little more and apply to, you know, bigger jobs or whatever. And and, you know, there's a reason you don't do that. There's a reason you don't do that. You know, and it has I think it has to it's
1: because the, I didn't go to college.
0: That's what you tell yourself. <laughs> yeah, because that's not true. Right. Like I, I some of the people close people out to myself that I know didn't go to college and they are really well off. Yeah. You know, they might be on the other side, super careful. You know, um, do do you have an opinion yet here on why Sam or others might not uh, pursue like what, what what might they believe about money that leaves them to say, "I don't need to get a better job. I can just spend my money like this. It doesn't matter."
2: Um. So. I don't want to generalize anything. I'm not sure, to be honest. But one thing that comes to mind is um, just the idea of a plan for the future, I guess. Um, like, if there is no plan for the future, I guess one doesn't really think long-term. Or they kind of just think, okay, here's I'm in the now. I want this now. Mm. I'm going to buy this now. Mm. Whereas, um, if I'm thinking about the future, like, okay, I need to kind of budget this so that I can make it through until I do this or I want to save money so I can go to school or I want to be able to move out of this area to go here and try to find a better job or something like that so I think it's just more of whether you're being farsighted or short sighted uh, maybe so, not so, necessarily
1: so let's let's, let's or you're saying it's it, almost like a personality type where instead of like a long term you're saying more like day to day people would probably have more money problems because I don't think in like
0: But, but th- 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 I don't think it's personality type you know why? You go to open mic, Sam, almost every night, you're thinking really long term with the way you're behaving with your career. You're like, no, no, no. This takes 10 plus years of putting in the work and do it. But that same mentality of thinking about the future and long term, right? You're, you've set a big goal and you're going to work towards it day after day. You know, that doesn't carry through in other parts of your, your life or personality. Yeah. So I think that your framing is right, or at least it's a good start. The question then is, you know, with when it comes to money, for example, some people would be like, "Yeah, yeah, no, I need to plan for my money future and the financial future." And some people are like Sam, like, "No, no, who cares about my money future? I I need to care about my career future and this this dream and this work goal I'm working towards." So on the money side, I wonder why people don't plan for the future.
2: What they believe about money, maybe it's because, well, given that that what I just mentioned, um, people believe, okay. I'm not going to have money now. I'm okay with that knowing that money will come in the future. So it's like yeah. it's like a faith thing. Like, I have yeah. faith it's that like, money, will money will be so I can spend it now because it'll all have it one day. Yeah. It's <laughs> kind of like, "Oh, I expect this right now that I'm not going to have money right now." Yeah. So I'm okay with not being at the state yeah. or not even trying to get any better because in the future it it will be better once I work mm, towards it. Mm. It's like my work will pay off then.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a a middle ground for that.
2: Where it's like, where it's
0: like, well, no, I can also assert myself and get a better job and plan a little bit with regards to money in future. And hey, oh, I might totally. be able to, I might be able to buy other things or get other things that I might want. Or I agree, you know. Uh, so I think we, we, we. I think I, I would guess that there's a belief that money is too complicated, and getting that job is, you know, get, if I get more money, my life becomes more complicated in some way. I think people might believe that, and it'll just complicate things. And so people might avoid, you know, planning, even if it's just, again, 50 bucks a month and just whatever, savings account or something, people avoid planning for that because they think it's maybe, they believe money is is a complicated thing and it ruins things or something like that.
1: Maybe. Or just most people don't know anything about it. So they don't even know how to go about saving or like having a budget because they've never... Their parents didn't have a budget. Right. No one they know has a budget. They're like, they're living just like everyone in their kind of circle is living, you know, comedians. I think, I think that's
0: kind of what I'm saying. When I say it's complicated, money's, money, money's complicated. Oh my God, I can't, I don't want to think about that. Like, I don't even, I wouldn't know where to start. I wouldn't know. It's a, it's a complex
1: beast. Mm Mm-hmm and it kind of ties into your thing too, we just don't talk about it.
0: Yeah, right? People don't talk about it, so they don't know about it. And I'm saying, you know, it's like anything else. It's not that complicated like like figuring out the streets in Chicago. Figuring out how to download Uber on your phone, put your credit card in, da da da. We learn these things. You know, we just we just learn them. We figure it out. We ask someone and they 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 give us a few words and we figure it out. Same could be done with money and suddenly it becomes much less complicated, you know. So, I think the belief that this is too complicated ends up, you know, uh, leaving a lot of people as money avoiders, you know. Yeah, so, so, so that's that's what we're talking about money vigilance versus money avoidance. We kind of touched upon that. Um, and I've talked about like you know, strategy with money versus tactical steps with money. Strategy is like a bigger picture, like getting to know what your beliefs are about money and starting to push back. Like if you think money's too complicated, hey, push back and say, no, no, no. money's not that complicated. Let me just ask someone a question about money tomorrow. And every day this week, I'm going to ask one person a question about money and just learn a little bit. Or I'm going to just read a blog for five minutes a day every day for the next week. And that pushes back against money's complicated belief. Money's complicated. Money's complicated. No, it's not complicated. Actually, I understand it. And now that I understand it, you know what? I do want to save 20 bucks a week or 20 bucks a month or whatever it is, you know? Um, You got to start somewhere, just like with open mics. You got to go up and just not get laughs in the first six months or whatever. Mm -hmm. So so it's just like anything else. Um, That strategy is is figuring out what you think about money, what your beliefs are, and pushing back against them. Tactical steps, like step one, step two, step three, um, I also have some thoughts on. And I kind of already said them a little bit. So number one is opening up about money. Just like, just starting to just think like, hey, I'm going to talk and think and reflect upon money just a little bit more. Number two, start small. You don't have to learn everything about money at once, just like anything else. Start small. Number three, schedule money meetings, whether it's a parent, a spouse, a partner, girlfriend, boyfriend, friend, just be like, yo, I just need to talk about my money issues. And, you know, once a month, just Give me half an hour. It could be a freaking person at the bank. You can literally ask for an appointment with the person at the bank and they'll help you out. Um, number I think. I, I've done that before. I've been like, hey, can I I don't need to see a teller, I need to see just a regular banker. And they're like, Oh yeah, come here. Do you want to buy a mortgage? I'm like, no, I want to think about how I can have a savings account. I'm struggling with this. Oh, okay, let's talk about
2: it. Does that cost anything? Just curious. Nope. No.
0: I mean what they're they're hoping is for you to open up a check in your savings account. Got so it in return for you opening up a savings account, they'll talk to you. Number four, talk to your friends. Speaking with your friends about your financial situation is critical for breaking the taboo around money. It's just, there's a big taboo. And I think talking to your friends, it will give you more opportunity to learn from each other. And number five, just be more honest about money. So, like if you're trying to like pay down your student loan or pay something else down, you're trying to save 25 bucks a month, and a friend is like, yo, yo, let's go out to dinner, let's go get some whiskey and cigarettes. You'll be like, yo, I can't do it tonight. I'll do it tomorrow because I'm trying to save a little money to pay down the student loan. If you be honest with them about it, they'll be honest with you and they'll be like, oh, all right, I respect this dude. Damn. And you know what? Maybe I can talk to this dude about my money issues. Just be more honest. So strategy is like the beliefs, steps are what I'm saying, which is like open up, start small. Schedule meetings. Talk to your friends. Be honest. The last thing I'm going to talk about is um, I've been reading about something in the paper. America is way, way wealthier today than it was 10 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago. Oh, and by the way, we are the wealthiest country on the planet and getting wealthier every day. The question I think I've been thinking about with all this especially when I think about being good with money or not good with money. One, well, the most important question is, are we happier now that we have more money as a country? With every day that passes that we are wealthier and wealthier. Stock market is at record highs.
1: Thank you, DT. What? I said thank you, DT. Oh, yeah, Donald Trump.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, so it's at record highs. By the way, Sam, it's a very big misnomer or, or, or common misconception that the president of the United States actually has a big impact mm-hmm. on the economy. It's not true. Yeah, They have a small impact. Interest rates have a way bigger impact on the economy, which is run by the Federal Reserve Bank, not him. Mm-hmm. Um, technology and innovation has a way bigger impact on the economy, yeah. which is run much more by Silicon Valley than it is by Washington, D.C. hmm And globalization and how the global economy and the the world is doing geopolitically, war-wise, all that stuff, that has a way bigger impact. If China and South Korea and all these countries have their act together, it's going to cause us to be wealthier. The president, honestly, what they do is all short-term. The biggest thing they can do is what's called, you know, what they can do tax cuts that can help us get wealthier. And guess what? Those things usually help for like 3 to 6 months, maybe 9 months, 12 months. They don't they're not like a long-term solution. But the moment you invent a computer, you've just added a huge amount of wealth to an economy for the next 35, 40 years. The moment you invent a car, you've just changed the game for the economy. You know what I mean? The moment you invent blockchain and bitcoin, it's probably a game changer that we have yet to even see. Yeah. Hm. So just yeah, thank you Donald Trump for the stock market. Yeah, not really. It's got a boost from the tax cuts he did, but but bigger picture, it's from the fact that we have these crazy phones, the, the internet, blockchain, all this stuff is quickly changing. Autonomous cars, self driving cars. I mean, yeah. the
1: it's more of like make... the culture than like the whatever the person. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So more wealth has not made us happier, and I mean this the the big big wealth huge wealth jump we had was after World War II when we basically won. The world. Yeah. America won the world after World War II. You know, the Soviets went down, Barely. the Russians went down, so the, the Germans went down. It was close. And this rise we've had since... all oh, good. This rise... Sam, drop all you want, man. Drop your pants if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't drop knock your, your pants. <laughs> yeah, drop your pants and use a bidet. This, this, uh, this huge rise in wealth we've had since World War II, I believe has had very little effect on personal well-being like i don't think we are that much happier with all that extra wealth that we have
1: yeah um i'm working with like super rich people and they don't seem happy at all really seem uh fucking miserable quite frankly Mm. there's uh yeah just very they love to complain it's like dudes that work on, like own yachts and stuff is who i'm around and they wow. just complain about anything at oh, all and negative. they corner you and then like just talk to you like yell at you about a thing that like you have nothing to do with at all like can you believe that this And like yeah you. i don't these are very different problems than what i'm concerned about they're like <laughs> Yelling about I, I don't even know just the pride of, of like boat paint and you're like yeah man I okay I don't know <laughs> your 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 uh matte boat paint uh is. I have no idea where I'm going with this. No, I don't know, but it's like I don't even know what they they talk about. Like, you, can you believe that this? Like, yeah, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. So yeah, I can I could probably believe it. You're you're basically saying that
0: you get these negative people who have who seemingly have a lot of wealth. Yeah. And you're trying to wrap your head around the fact that uh, this guy is got way more money than you might have, yet he's way less happier than you seem to be, and that probably boggles your brain.
2: Yeah or yeah yeah well i guess if the cushions on my yacht weren't perfect i'd probably be pretty upset
0: just <laughs> off right yeah
2: fix the cushion sam
0: get yeah. in there well so i think part of this is is happiness from my understanding is relative you know this is why we talk about status status mm-hmm. is a real thing in, in 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 our society but but all happiness is relative we humans are walking talking status Meters. I love that commercial. I don't know if you've ever seen that commercial where there's a number over someone's head. It's like their net worth. This guy's worth a hundred thousand. This guy's worth a million bucks. This guy's, and they're all walking around with a number on their head. I think it's like ING. It's a bank commercial. And you're just seeing everyone's number, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's almost like a commercial that gives a visual to like how we might judge each other.
2: Like money status.
0: It sounds
1: like a Black Mirror episode.
2: Yeah, right? Yeah, it does. So, yeah. So we're constantly
0: judging our worth and social standing by comparing ourselves with others that's that's how that's what that's happiness for us we we don't just oh uh, you know uh, and i think this is partly why like they say people in developing countries are way happier than americans or, or western countries and developed countries we have this wealth and the status issues that we all wrestle with here and so none of us are happy because it's like we always know someone's got more money than us.
1: Yeah. It was like comparison. What's that quote? Comparison is the uh, thief of joy. Yeah. Ooh. Bam. Pretty good.
0: Right? Comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. So the more you In compare. Like a third
1: world country,
2: what are you going to compare? Your homemade diaper versus his homemade diaper? Right. going to be. Well, what if you're comparing yourself to someone who is, for example, less fortunate than you? Wouldn't that bring you joy, maybe? <clears throat> like, they don't think. If you're a masochist,
1: please. maybe. Like, I can't you're a weird person. Like, at least I'm better than that homeless piece of shit over there. Whoa! It depends on how, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, it depends on yeah how you approach it. But it's like, like, thankfully, I have stuff that this person doesn't okay, yeah. like, instead Mike of grateful. Yeah, that's
0: gratitude.
2: But yeah. there's also superiority like comparison. Yeah. yeah, there's a balance with everything. I mean,
0: when, well, hold huh. on. The the thing is, I'm talking about happiness and how happiness is relative from a status perspective not a spiritual gratitude perspective i think our culture will get hooked into the status part not the gratitude part that's that's what i'm talking about i think that we end up looking for happiness using the status meter and You're
1: so saying we'll, our priorities
2: are a little screwy yeah yeah I was just going off the quote that you said you know comparison is a thief of joy but i think it can also be the bringer of joy depending on how you approach it
0: mm. yeah, yeah that's true yeah it's true it, it depends on how you compare right yeah are you comparing spiritually or are you comparing status
1: and so, really joyful though, like like I, I don't really like you see a, like a homeless dude with shit in his pants. I'm not like, thank God, I'm not that guy. I'm like that. I get bummed out. Like that guy is there. That guy's living his life too. Isn't that a nightmare? Right. Well, okay. So so if you do it from a, I think
0: status. So if you do it from a, a gratitude perspective, it could bring happiness. Meaning like. You look at him and you are like, "Damn, you know what? Let me grab. Let me grab an extra pair of pants from my 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 backpack. This dude needs pants." You give him the pants. He looks at you dead in the eye and he's like, "Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, again, like, yeah, no problem."
1: You know. But I don't think the comparison made was the joy there. I think the the like the empathy the and act. the the act of helping was that's not like you know. correct.
0: Correct. I guess. I, well, I guess what yeah are saying is. Wait, I have 20 pairs of pants. This guy's got one pair of pants that have poop in them. But I I feel lucky about my 20. I feel blessed to have 20. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: I do think that kind of comparison may may bring – it could bring joy. Yeah, if you feel good about your closet, you you, you you could feel joy. I think, for example, you at the yachts, you working at the yachts, those guys talking to you, I think they're comparing from a status perspective and so they don't see you as a threat to their happiness. Mm-hmm. In fact, they feel good talking to you because they oh. see themselves on the status meter. That makes me
1: so upset.
2: <laughs> they it's, see you yeah. as a homeless dude. Yeah, no, that's what
1: I was like. I am. <laughs> I am basically homeless. <laughs> and they don't give, to these give you any pants. <laughs> None. No pants. No. This is, dude, they tip you sometimes if you help park their boat. And he was like, "Hey, man, uh, you got five dollars? I'll give you five dollars." And he looked in his wallet. He's like, "I only got a twenty. I'm sorry." And I'm like, "You could, you have a fucking boat, dude." <laughs> oh, you can give me that twenty, trash.
0: <laughs> now here, here's a, a study that Brookings Institution did. This economist over there, uh, she found that poor whites are far more unhappy and pessimistic than poor blacks even though in absolute wow. even though in absolute terms the poor whites are actually better off money wise and net worth wise
1: do you think it's because of that comparison thing is because like you know uh, culturally uh, uh, black people don't have that many like w- figures of wealth i mean you see them on like tv like rappers Kanye and West, shit right? yeah 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 but uh But like the kind of stereotype of white people is they're rich and wealthy, and then now you have white people that aren't that at all, and they're like, "Well, what the fuck's wrong with me?" I I, I think you got it right. You're basically saying, "Is this armor a cultural
0: thing between whites and blacks, or poor whites and poor blacks?" And I think the answer is yes. Right? I think that, um, and it's look at our country. Look at our country. It's run by it's run by you know white men. The most important thing I think to take away from this is that absolute money and just growing the pie bigger and bigger and bigger clearly doesn't make people happy because you got the poor whites who have more money than poor blacks and they're not happier. The blacks are happier. So number one, it just shows you evidence that like, like, hey, your approach to life and thinking that more money will make you happier. So elect Donald Trump, for example, like that hasn't been working. And according to studies, you're not happier.
1: Yeah. It also seems like um, black people have more of a sense of community and shit. Having barbecues. White people are, uh, I think, loners by nature. Or mm. Like, Does that make sense? Unabomber? Yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer? Yeah. They're more... Uh... I'm thinking of my third Ahmer. Ahmer. That's <laughs> you. <You're laughs> Combine. Uh... Shit, I
0: am. I am the third part of that. I'm white on the inside.
2: And on the outside.
0: I think I'm a man of color.
2: Yeah, I don't think a lot of people, other people would say that.
0: Really?
1: Yeah. Look at Sam, he's pasty white. White as hell, dog. I'm
0: not pasty white.
1: No. I'm olive.
0: No, you I'm got s- a good uh, I'm somewhere between black and complexion. white. I'm chocolate. Definitely not chocolate.
1: No? Maybe caramel. Caramel. i would say go. caramel. Like a butterscotch, perhaps. <laughs> butterscotch.
0: <laughs> yeah, so money, getting richer, and every year America gets richer, we're not getting happier. We're just not. Happiness has almost very little to do with getting richer. And I think the best cultural example of that is poor blacks versus poor whites.
2: Is there any evidence or research or that you've come across to indicate any change in overall happiness with the increase in wealth?
1: Well, there's like that like cliche thing. is like anything over 60 grand a year is like doesn't affect your
0: happiness. Yep, exactly. It's, it's something like above the average. Yeah,
2: if you, you just, just have don't have make... enough
1: to survive exactly. anything above that. You got food blankets
2: yeah I, I get you on that but i'm saying like as the year as you so as you said before america's at the wealthiest it's ever been correct so has happiness decreased remained the same increased throughout the years any idea um or reported levels of happiness
0: yeah i i believe um i don't know i don't know if there's any studies about that i, I actually i'm sure there are studies i'm actually. pretty sure there there yeah it seems like there would likely be I I definitely think, however, it's it seems clear to me that we haven't gotten happier over the last twenty, thirty, forty years. You know, maybe you guys are a little younger than me, so I I might have a little bit more um uh like just context perspective. Yeah, from being in life an extra fifteen years. Um and it seems like we're moving in the wrong direction. You know what I mean, as a as a country. Right. I mean, if you just look at some of the data about um, our use of alcohol and drugs, our use of uh, antidepressants, our use of all these, I mean, they're going in the opposite direction.
1: You know what yeah, I mean? Like the, 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 the uh, opiate like, yeah. like addiction, right? Is Perfect.
0: Oxycontin. Out right? of control. It's yeah. You know, if people were happy. And building communities and using these other things that are important for happiness. Drug addiction would be that. wouldn't
1: be a problem. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone's like, "Oh, you're addicted." Like that's that's you because you're sick in other ways, and you're trying to. No yes. happy person is like walking down the street like, "I'm going to try heroin today."
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. So uh, yeah. So so that you know that is a continuation. Continuation. Sorry, that's drop, drop the mic, yo. That is a continuation of. Um, that's not what they mean when they say drop the mic.
1: What's
0: that? That was a bad mic
1: drop. Bad mic drop. Good more fumble. Don't
2: do
0: that. Let's talk about the trade war. Oh, yeah. The coolest stuff to talk about that doesn't make any sense. Wow. We spent a lot of time talking about that other stuff. Money. Money relationship with money. Um, So... A regular war is when one group of people attack another group of people. and With we, guns. With guns and fists. ammo. Fists, knives, swords. Depends on when. Um, and, then the, and then there's a, an attack back, right? A re, uh, retaliation. A retaliation. Thank you, Sam, for finishing my words. Um, we're in the middle of a trade war. What? Okay, so first, what is trade? My island has coconuts. Sam's island has pineapples. hmm. We don't, my island of coconuts has no pineapples, but damn, we'd love some. And Sam's island has no, what did I say?
1: Coconuts. Coconuts.
0: We should trade. We should trade. All right, Sam, for every pineapple you give me, I'm going to give you a coconut. Uh,
1: one, uh, one pineapple for two coconuts. Coconuts have less
0: meat on them. I don't like it, but fine. All right. And so we start doing that.
2: I've and got what? Mangoes. What's it? You got mangoes? I've got mangoes. Oh, no, All no, right. Mangoes.
0: Island number three. I love mangoes.
2: Got a lot of meat on them. No, yeah, the a lot of meat on the bone. Okay.
0: Now, one day, I decide. You know what? I, I'm I'm done trading with these guys. I don't want to trade. I'm gonna take my coconuts and I'm gonna just. You know what? Where am I gonna get hands. coconuts from? Sorry, you're screwed. Oh. Um, and that's actually not a trade war. I just screwed that up. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually decide that you know what. I'm going to tax whatever pineapples come into our island from Sam's island. I'm going to tax whatever mangoes come in from Yahya's island to my island. So if you want to get, if you're living on my island and you want to get a coconut, sorry, you want to get a pineapple from Sam or a mango from Yahya, you now have to give me, as the president of the island, three coconuts or four coconuts for every mango pineapple. That's what America's doing right now with China and with many other the whole world. We're becoming more protectionist. We're 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 trying to protect our coconut farmers as much as we possibly can. Sound like a bunch of fruits. <laughs> so, um so why? Why are we doing this? Why is our president doing this with trade with other countries? Sorry. Um Well, I think the idea basically is to protect American jobs. That's why they call it protectionism. And that's – honestly, that's a good thing, right? I mean it sounds like a good intention. Protect American jobs. That's why the president wants to do it. So so it's a trade war. The president is putting tariffs on all things like bike helmets and playpens and shirts and microphones and computers, cars. 10 percent, 20 percent, 30 percent tariff, which is basically a tax. All right. And we're doing it to protect our jobs because if we tax all these things and Americans are forced to spend $20 on a bike helmet instead of $5, guess what? Americans are going to stop buying those bike helmets from China and start buying the American-made bike helmets if we even make helmets in this country anymore. And so um, ultimately, these taxes are paid by American consumers in the form of higher prices. And that raising of that price of imports above the price of domestic alternatives, making the, the the helmet in China way more expensive than the American helmet, will cause Americans to have jobs more, is the theory. That there'll be more bike helmet manufacturers as a result. Now, what's crazy is, the bill, the cost of all this, doing all these extra taxes and tariffs, Falls disproportionately on poor people, because rich people need to buy a bike helmet. They'll drop to the twenty bucks. It doesn't really affect them that much. Yeah. But for a poor person who was paying five dollars for a cheap Chinese helmet that would protect his brain, hopefully. Yeah. He now has to pay twenty.
1: It's not going to do that. Now we got a bunch of poor well, people with concussions walking around, and uh, you know, yeah. making even worse decisions with money. Right. Hard to go to your factory job when your brain's all scrambled. Exactly. So let us buy the helmets.
0: No so 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 um so that's disproportionately hitting poorer people. And it's just increasing like rich get richer, poor get poorer, you know? But no, actually what I think would've happened, Sam, is The dad would buy the kid the $20 bike helmet because he wants his kid to ride his bike. He loves him, But guess what? Now the dad can't send the kids to college down the road because he just blew all his money on all these high-priced items.
1: He protected his brain for no reason.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So um, there's a great example of this. Obama actually did some of this stuff. Obama actually did tariffs on some stuff. So a bunch of American tire manufacturers in South Carolina and North Carolina, where you're from, right, Sam? Yeah, North. North. So, uh, there's a lot of, for some reason, tire manufacturers in North and South Carolina. All right. I guess they like rubber over there. Yeah, we do. Unlike you. <laughs> um, so, a bunch of c- tire manufacturer CEOs got together and said, President Obama, we need you to stop these Chinese tire manufacturers. All these tires are coming in from China. They're just as good as ours, but half the price. Stop them. And Obama's like, okay. So Obama put a bunch of tariffs on all these Chinese tires coming in. And that caused Americans to stop buying Chinese tires because they became way more expensive.
1: There's all these taxes on these Chinese tires. Those, do those businesses go like out like those Chinese ones? Or do they can't? Or well, is China, the China buying Chinese tires. Whose tires is China buying?
0: No, China's making tires in China and Beijing, and they ship them over here, and we buy them. But they also need tires. Oh, yeah. They're, 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 they're making tires American for themselves. They buy tires? No, no. They're buying, a, they're buying their own tires, for sure, because their tires are cheaper. Yeah. Consumers just buy the cheapest thing, right? As long as it's the same quality, they buy the cheapest thing. And so there was a study done about this when Obama put these tariffs on. In a single year, in 2011, Americans spent an extra $1.1 billion dollars on tires as a result of that tariff that preserved what was estimated to be 1,200 jobs in North Carolina and South Carolina. So 1,200 people continued to work in these American tire manufacturers, and the whole country ended up spending a billion dollars more on tires than they would have if they just bought the Chinese tires.
1: Do you get that? Yeah. Do you get that, Yeah. But how, how much is that per person? There's a lot of people. It could just be like one more dollar per person. I don't know how many people are. Okay, that's US. one
0: way to look at it. It's just an extra dollar per person, right? So our tires are $1 cheaper. Uh, our, our tires are $1 more expensive than the Chinese tires. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah. Uh, that's one way to look at it. It's like, hey, we're all just paying an extra dollar. I mean, a poor person's going to be like, no, yo, that dollar is more important to me than it is to you, rich man. So first of all, that would be one reaction. Is like, even if it's a dollar, that poor person could use that dollar. Why don't you just give them the But good- then
1: that poor person can go get a
0: job at a tire factory. And- so now that's where the question is. So how many jobs did it save? Right? Was did this tariff make sense? And so here's here's the way to think about it. By us as a country spending a billion dollars more and it only ended up saving twelve hundred jobs, each of those one job each job ended up costing a million dollars.
1: Americans spend Wait, could you explain
2: that? How does a job cost a million?
1: I'm having a hard time. So
2: a billion dollars is what it costs the country and if it saved 1200 jobs and- yep yeah it's a, it basically was a million dollars per job so if you The
0: jobs are paying the average of 40 grand a year okay yeah. so what i mean is like americans collectively spent a million dollars to save each of those 1200 jobs oh oh so so jb huh. and jb in raleigh north carolina yeah. needs to get a job right all right all you americans let's all round up a million dollars so that jb can go get a $40,000 job making tires.
1: Yeah. Uh, isn't that a problem It's just allocating money? This
0: is globalization and the trade war. Yeah. It's a stupid, abstract, weird idea, trade war, to even explain. Like, it was so boring. But once we actually look trade at trade war. It,
1: right? Like the, the trailer for a movie. <laughs> we put down the guns and started picking up pencils and paper. We will not buy your thing. No. We want your... Chinese children jobs. Yeah. So,
0: um, so when you look at it that way, it starts to actually become more interesting. Like, wait, 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 wait! All of us Americans, it's almost like we all, we all collectively bought these really expensive. We all spent a million dollars to save JB in North Carolina's job.
1: JB's a good man, though. Good man.
0: He's worth a million dollars. Of course not. No, let JB take that million dollars. And train a hundred JBs, put them through college, like get them more skilled. he'll go get a job at Apple at Amazon, where there's tons of jobs, and that's where our economy's going. And so I think that is what the problem is, right? is like our country is not good at effectively finding employees who are no longer skilled enough for our economy and retooling them, reskilling them, giving them new skills. like teach them computers, teach them this, teach them that. Instead, we're spending a million dollars to get JB to keep his job so he can keep making tires and we can keep buying tires from America. No. Our country's advanced way too far for us to be making freaking tires. We don't need to be making tires. We need to make, make iPhones. We need to be doing services. We
1: Hollywood people. We, we export Hollywood all around the world. What are we going to do with the dumb people? Ship them out to China? We're going to reskill them. We trade our dumb people to China? Actually, that's not a bad idea. That's really not. How how would we go about doing that? I don't know. Trade them for like, I I assume if a kid can make a tire, he's got a bright future ahead of him, right? So you (laughs) take those kids. Yeah, you take those kids, send them here. We send them JB from North Carolina, who's 40 years old, working the same job as a (laughs) Chinese kid. It's
0: a fair trade. Oh, man. I don't think JB likes Chinese food, though. Oh, he He'll get used to
1: it? Not only the Chinese food he doesn't like, for you know what
0: So that's what the trade war is, right? That's what we're now about to amplify. Trump has escalated. That was the big news this week is Trump has escalated this trade war. We are now taxing half of all products that come in from China, including consumer products. We're all going to be paying so much more money for all these American products that we probably shouldn't be manufacturing in this country. Hmm. Does the trade war make a little more sense when it's couched in that context? Yes. Yeah, so that's that's really bums me out, man. It really pisses me off. It really gets my grinds your gears. Yes, it grinds my gears. You know, it's like it's like, come on. Trump, educate the rural whites. Educate the poor poor whites. We don't need all this populism
1: and everyone fighting everyone. What the hell? Sell your meth for books. Or keep the meth so you read the books faster.
0: That's true. Yeah. And then once you read all the books, get off the meth.
1: Yeah. It's funny, like Adderall's, like, the college drug that everyone's, yeah. like, using. And then, it, like, just, like, <laughs> Adderall's cousin meth is just, like, the, the murder your your cousin drug. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. They'll use it for other reasons. Yeah. Um so that's that's the trade war and 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 by the way the funny thing is like Trump is doing this like he's squeezing China like by putting all these tariffs we're going to buy less we're going to buy less Chinese stuff obviously right and and so escalating is with he, Trump is doing it with the hopes of like China giving in and like China changing their policies in such a way where we are now happy trading with them again cuz there are there is some shady stuff that China does do I mean, there are things like uh, with our intellectual property, China does, does have issues with stealing our intellectual property. Like you'll see all these fake Louis Vuitton bags out there in the world, and that's because China has stolen um, a lot of that stuff. Um, China has a requirement that American companies hand over valuable technology to Chinese partners. So like iPhone parts and iPhone technology, I think part of the policy is like getting Apple to share some of that stuff with the Chinese um, to get them to do it. Um, but the reality is... You know, in in Washington trying to squeeze China to get them to give in, instead of China being like, oh, okay, okay, we'll we'll change our policies. You know what China does, right? All right. You want to tax us? Guess what? We're going to tax your Harley Davidsons. We're going to tax your Hollywood movies, your music. We're going to tax all these American things that are coming into our country so that Chinese people don't buy American stuff. Yeah. Our beer, our this, our that. Miller Lite, it costs double in China now. So they're actually retaliating and escalating the trade war when we do it. The evidence basically is that... Are you surprised that that happened, though? Isn't that just what happens? Trump is surprised. Trump is expecting them to give in eventually to our bullying tactics. And what's happening instead is China is like stiffening its spine and striking back with proportionate tariffs... Against U.S. goods and imports. So it's our, our, our war that we started is having no discernible effect on the Trump administration's take no prisoners approach to this, you know, to this crazy war that we're in. Hmm. Crazy. Indeed. Do you want to be part of the trade war, Yahya?
1: No. Hmm. Sam? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I'll, I'll enlist. Pick up your gun. Pick up your gun. He picked Track, up the pen.
0: Like Alright. Rock- let's talk about our boy, Elon Musk. Story came out this week. The first person that's gonna be launched into space to the moon. Kanye West. Close. Uh, Yusaku Maezawa, Japanese tech entrepreneur, Elon Musk will be shipping this guy into space in the next five years, I believe. And I think he's hoping to distract uh, the world from all his problems by having people pay him to elaborately murder them in space. Wait, wait,
1: wait
2: what? <laughs> <laughs> That's just terrible. <laughs> I don't think
1: this Yusaku guy is gonna make it, so I think Elon Musk. Gets, oh, that's funny. He's sending his out headlines. all these other CEOs to this. So now he's like with the only person that's in the Rockefellers and the.
0: Yeah. I, I was, yeah. Like this guy's going to send people in space and murder them. Uh, all, all in an effort to distract the rest of his investors from all the problems of him having with Tesla. Like him having it. There's like a. There's an SEC investigation out now against Tesla, and their stock price dropped 3% yesterday because of it. Uh, the SEC, the, the government, is investigating Tesla because of the Elon Musk tweet a month and a half ago where he said, uh, funding secured taking Tesla private. It's a huge thing to announce, um, and he did it in a way where he did not have funding secured. He, they did not take Tesla private, and now they're bearing the brunt of that. And so problems continue to mount for Tesla, and so out of nowhere there's this headline, Elon Musk is going to uh, shoot a Japanese guy into space. Sorry, I just think that's funny. Like, you picked the
1: you picked the poor Japanese guy. He's gonna kill him out there, man. <laughs> they're smaller, so it's, it's less uh, easier, to, less weight. Less weight. Yeah. yeah. You
0: ever get on a small airplane to go to like Des Moines, like to go to just a nearby? Uh, I once went on an airplane to go from Chicago to Des Moines. And they're like, uh, "Sir, can we ask you to get up and sit on the other side of the plane, the right side, not the left side?" I'm like, "Why? Uh, we have too much weight on the left side. We need your two hundred pounds." I'm like. I need to get off this plane right now if that's your problem.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, if you. This is audio, so if you don't know, uh, uh, Amr is a morbidly obese man.
0: <laughs> About 500 pounds. I have trouble going upstairs, and uh, I only eat vegetarian burritos, but I put a lot of extra vegetables in there. A lot of cheese. That would be. So, yeah. So, Elon is getting investigated, and right when that investigation gets announced, our boy who loves the limelight, who loves being in the spotlight... Announced he's shooting a Japanese guy into space.
1: That should have just been the tweet. Like, not I'm shooting this guy. (laughs) Like, I'm shooting a Japanese man into space. (laughs) Tesla. (laughs) Rocket company. (laughs) If uh, Trump doesn't stop the the trade war, I'm going to shoot a Chinese man to space.
0: It's not just any Chinese guy. I was wrong. He's not a tech entrepreneur. He's a fashion billionaire
1: Uh, oh yeah we don't need them
2: painfully hit what chinese or japanese oh i said chinese yeah i'm sorry i said chinese because
0: sam they're not all the same dude what what do you mean what the hell's wrong with you this guy was a skateboarder and a drummer in his youth and he founded the fashion label zozo 20 years ago and this this guy this japanese guy is going to select eight
1: six to eight artists to accompany him on his journey around the moon that could be you armor (laughs)
0: <laughs> i'm straight i'm not gonna have elon musk <laughs> shooting in his face
1: who is he taking he's probably taking kanye he's probably taking um what would be
0: would, he can't can he can't go without kim oh yeah absolutely He's gonna shoot no, her butt no, in the don't, space don't
1: you don't need that in space uh who else howard stern i think should go up there oh that'd be fun that'd be great great i think um who would you take to space oh uh, that's a good question
0: um five I could people take anyone yeah I'll
1: take my daughter Okay. I'd take um, anyone, anyone, anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to space. Yeah. So like, even like, even if you don't know them, you could go up right. to like anyone. Be like, hey, you, you want to go to, to space? space?
0: He's like, yeah, I want to go to space. <laughs> I, know, I, just... I would take um. There's a woman we saw in the gas station today. I would take her. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh Well, I mean, I, guys, it'd be hard not to take you guys. You know, so no, you don't have it,
1: to. You don't have to not take me or, or take me just because I'm here.
0: Oh no, I, not because I like you. <laughs> we need to do a podcast in I space. Oh, we'd okay. Be
2: the first podcast in space. Yeah, of
0: course. Like I'd go down history. So I take you two. I take my daughter. That's there's four. But no, so five. I take two more people. I take um, Drake. I like Drake. I had a dream about Drake last night. <laughs> <laughs> I think Drake is quite, Yeah. You know, he's
1: like talking to everyone thinks he's a pedophile now because he's talking to uh, like a like he's like hanging out with some like sixteen year old model. Drake is? Yeah. Oh, you think he's a pedophile? Damn. Yeah. Um,
0: eh, I take Drake. I take Britney Spears.
2: Why not Trump?
1: Trump? I don't want to be in this. want to be a rocket ship <laughs> oh, with that be guy stuck in a <laughs> in a confined space and zero gravity. Well, <laughs> Trumpet, this is but, great
0: I love this
1: it's terrific Give me whole, a cheeseburger mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no fast food in space I don't Just care Stop on the moon real quick I want to go to Go through who, who, a drive-thru you, you guys Oh so sweet um, And then I would take I need someone that knows what he's doing i take Musk I don't know if he knows how to fly a rocket But he seems like an interesting guy <laughs> You'd have a chance getting back basically Yeah and then uh Oh, it's probably his rocket, and then um, Joe Rogan.
0: Oh, cool! Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'd be a cool guy to take up there. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Was that five? I mean, probably. Oh, I was that's, to no, that's one. four. You got
1: one more. One more. Who would I take? Um, uh,
2: the uh, you, you go, and I'll think of a good one.
1: Be honest. Who would you take?
2: Uh, I don't want to say you guys because you guys would take me. So it's like, <laughs> it's good. We take each other. We get it. You're
0: gonna go up in our ship.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, and I probably take my roommates from college. Um, maybe my brother and my sister if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Would I take my cat? I think that'd be pretty fun. <laughs> taking a cat in yeah, a space to see what a cat would do. I
0: love you. His answers. I, I'm so like bent on. I have such bad s- approval-seeking behavior and wanting to like impress you guys and the listeners that I'm just like, oh, who, who is the coolest people I would take that's going to make these guys
2: smile and laugh? Uh,
0: and then I come up with no one. You know, no, I, what, what did I say?
2: Me. I would have been offended if you didn't say me. I, I,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think I said something like Britney Spears. Like, i uh, just say the truth. No, I, I I would totally take some of my siblings. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, thank God we have really? you to like balance out my approval-seeking behavior. But you would not take your siblings. No.
1: Not at all. My
0: brother. I'm really close to my brother. I think we'd have fun.
1: I might legitimately take that woman we saw. That, uh, <laughs> I I what what I... an opening line that would be. <laughs> hey, girl, you want to go to space? It's like, yeah. All right, we'll be with the Japanese guy, okay? <laughs>
0: uh, so, yeah. So, that's that's the Elon Musk drama. I mean, last week, obviously, I talked about how he was, you know, smoking weed on the Joe Rogan show, which is not a big deal, but, I mean, the guy wants to do a bunch of stuff that really, you know, makes investors uncomfortable. If you did see someone getting really drunk on TV or or a podcast, if you did see something getting high and they have all my money, I would be freaked out by that, you know? So a CEO needs to be a suit. A CEO needs to be like Eric Schmidt, the former CEO of Google. They need to be clean cut. They need to know what to say, when to say it, how to say it. And the conclusion I had last week was Elon Musk needs an Eric Schmidt. Elon, hire some people. Find a smart dude who's kind of cool. Maybe go to Burning Man. See if you can find a guy who looks like he's clean cut at Burning Man. That way he's kind of artsy and you get along with him, but he's also a smart dude. That's actually where.
1: um, Just find a smart dude and shave the white dreadlocks off of him and then uh, put him, take off his, uh, you know, feather boa and put him in a a suit and tie.
0: So basically, you want Elon to hire Post Malone as his next CEO?
1: Sure. Or, Or.
0: uh, rest in peace, the former. What's his name? Mac, uh, the dude that Mac recently Mac died. DeMarco.
1: Oh yeah, Miller, the
0: other one. So that's Elon Musk and uh, going to the moon. Um, good luck, Elon. I hope you're. Um,
2: and if you're hearing this, Elon, since we've been talking to you about talking about you quite a bit, if you want us to go up to the space, we'll yeah, I'll go to space be, with yeah, please, you. You know, if you want to come told, on the I'm podcast, I love you, you Musk.
0: Yeah, he's definitely listening to this. There's yeah. no doubt. Fighting. Yo, let's talk about big tech. This is going to be the last thing we talk about, Amazon. Amazon is now a $1 trillion company, the second most valuable company in the world behind Apple. And the word is these guys are going to move a lot faster than Apple as they move towards $1.1 trillion $1.2, trillion, $1.2 trillion. Amazon, Jeff Bezos, the richest man. I think he's the richest man in the world. I got to think he is. I think he
2: is. Yeah. It, so you Buffett think Amazon's going to
0: eclipse Apple? I do. I do think so. I think that Amazon is but however, I think what they're more vulnerable to Amazon is being broken up by the government and being split into multiple companies. Right? They have a huge cloud computing company worth probably 400 billion dollars and they have a retailer that's worth probably 600 billion dollars. That's your 1 trillion, 600 billion plus 400 billion. And um antitrust regulators, people in government who worry about the American economy being taken over by one company, the way Rockefeller kind of took over the American economy back in 1900 with Standard Oil. Um, they just get too big and they have too much control, and it it reduces competition. Um, and so I think even though they'll go a little faster than Apple, they're much more likely to get broken up by the government. Does that mean anything to you guys? No. So, yeah. So, Amazon getting broken up. So, there's this woman named Lena Khan who's 29 years old. Everyone has been boggled with this whole Amazon thing and breaking them up. Everyone's like, no, nah, nah, don't break them up because they're, they're reducing prices. Like, you can buy stuff off Amazon for dirt cheap. Like, some of these microphones and stuff I bought for really cheap. They've, like, been able to cut costs on everything.
2: And they send it to your house. Prime. Sometimes the same day. Yeah.
0: And they own Whole Foods. True. So... She's like, look, y'all, she's 29 years old. She's like just getting out of law school. She's like she wrote a big long paper about Amazon and all these big scholars and ivory towers and academics have been like, no, no, you know, you're not going to break Amazon up. They're, They're doing great. Like, like you break up a company that has a monopoly and they're charging too much for gas or whatever, you know, or electricity or whatever oil. Uh, they're like, no, Amazon's reducing prices for consumers. Why would you ever want to break them up? That's good. And she's like, no, no, no. You guys are dumb. Like, She's like, they're reducing prices now, but what you don't realize, this is a long-term play. Like, Amazon not only is a retailer that sells stuff on their website. I'm sure you guys know they also own the platform. Like, Macy's, Best Buy, all these companies often sell a huge amount of their goods not on their own Best Buy or Macy's website. But through amazon that's terrifying so amazon not only has the platform but they have the retailer themselves they're selling it themselves why is that a big deal well they've got the most valuable thing baby the data they've got all information on all their customers behavior all the stuff they're buying they're able to see all the macy's stuff what macy's is charging and they're able to just undercut, 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 undercut. Get the data, get the data, get the data. Know, human, know know the consumer's behavior. And then as time goes on, attack. You become the behemoth. You become the monster, the beast. And you you own the whole thing. And so that that reduces competition over time. And so she's like, yeah, they're cutting prices now, but they're just collecting tons of data every day. It's not just about price. It's about data. That's what's valuable. And they're getting it for free. They're not paying anything for that. There's your monopoly on data.
2: Man. Is that what the Amazon recommended thing is? Maybe they're just suggesting to us, "Hey, get this so that we can get these people out."
0: Ooh, I bet you that is. I don't know. This is a great point. Like they see you buying a Macy's shirt for 20 bucks, they're like, "Hey, look at our shirt for 18 bucks."
2: Yeah.
1: The Amazon shirt. That's scary. They have like I never even thought of it. I don't break it. them out. Are we just everything we're gonna buy is gonna be from Amazon. Like nice. it was gonna be like 1984, but Amazon is Big Brother. And uh,
0: wait, oh Big Brother, yeah. yeah. What's 1984? That that movie or that? It's a book. George the book. Arwell. George Orwell. I haven't read that. It's good.
2: Hmm. I already buy everything from Amazon. Like I used to go Same to Walmart here? for everything, and it's like, no, I can get deodorant. I'll just send it to my house. Everything. Yeah.
0: It's crazy. Like shopping has become way less. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: I just walked to a little Mexican grocery store. It's like by my place. That's where I get most everything I own. Do
2: you speak Spanish?
1: No. But then you put the things on the counter and then. You you actually have a human interaction? Yeah.
0: Not the robot.
1: So my mail's. I don't get shit that I order off the mail. Oh, really? You don't? I think the mailman steals everything.
0: It must be your building's issue, actually. Maybe. Those things are tip-top. Like, they make sure they... Nah,
2: I'm sure this mailman's probably, like, going up to the house and he's like, Sam's got mail today. I'm going to put it in my pocket and walk away.
0: I think this guy's got it out for you, Sam.
1: Maybe. Or or just someone in my building. The problem, they just put it, like, in the front... Outside? Not outside. Sometimes outside. But, like, inside, just in, like, the gate and, like, anyone. (laughs) And also, I think uh, a, a dude, a construction dude stole my bike. Because oh, no. we had the back thing paved, and then my bike's gone. Anyway, hmm. Amazon.
0: It could be the mailman that stole it too. Yeah, it could be. No, it's an evil mailman. It
1: just state employees or trash. Hmm.
0: Or all this has been coming, and um it's all like piling up in some other corner where the guy's been putting it for you you just don't realize that's where the actual drop-off is <laughs> that's where your
1: bike is too <laughs> yeah no <it's> just everything <laughs> your bike is your
0: bike is still chained to some open mic you were at last week last month yeah <laughs> like
1: you just forgot Prop. you'll find it in three months
0: you would be like oh oh this is where that's i parked where it I left it <laughs> so yeah so so what does that mean from a business perspective i mean it, it means definitely want to think about your amazon holdings and you want to be I, i'm not saying sell amazon i still own some amazon but but I definitely am looking and thinking about, like, reducing holdings and looking at headlines, waiting for the government to probably or possibly, you know, uh, break them up. What's so going to happen it'd be next? bad
1: for stocks, right? If they got broken up. It'd be bad for Amazon in particular. Would the stock also break up? Like, if it was split into multiple companies, would your stocks break up to where, like, if you own, like, Amazon stock and then Amazon, like, breaks into uh, fucking, I don't know, but... Uh, uh, no, sorry.
0: Uh, like. Exactly. So, so let's say they break up Amazon into the platform is one thing. The retailer is another thing. And the cloud computing, you know, where they, where they web services and cloud, that's a whole other third, third business. You now have three new stock tickers, Amazon retail, Amazon platform and Amazon cloud. And it's three different companies, three different CEOs, three different investors, three different shareholders, three different everything. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you, you, they they those companies are completely separate. Bezos cannot be the CEO of all three companies. Yeah, he'd have
1: to figure would out. Imagine, what would is. your stock split? Because now Amazon, with the Amazon stock, you own all of the part of all of those companies, right?
0: Oh, and then they you probably split. own a share of each, exactly, or a third of a share of each, something oh. like that. Yeah, okay, a That's third of cool. you'd have know, one share, of it, a third, a third, a third. But now that I think about it, I don't know how they break them up. Like, like. I mean, what's to say? I guess they would have to make it illegal for those companies to communicate. Yeah, because I mean, you can break up the retailer and the platform, and Bezos will be like, "Hey, hey, uh, Mark, you're going to run this company, and and Sam, you're going to run this company, and I need you guys need to be exchanging information." You know, like mm-hmm. they can obviously do that, but I think the government would. And I'm sure it happens. Yeah, it's called collusion. It's illegal. Yeah. Sometimes United and American will do that. Be like, "Hey, hey, uh, what are you charging for New York, Chicago?" Uh, we're charging 300 What do you say you charge 400 and we'll charge 400 And since we're both charging 400 customers can't say anything. They got to get to New York, so they'll pay you 400 or they'll pay us 400 That's collusion. That's what I think the risk is. And I think they have to make that. The government would make that illegal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, hmm. I feel like I had something else, but I lost it. I don't
0: know. So that's Amazon and big tech. I think big tech in general is at risk. Uh, the world's changing. Since technology has really kind of taken over our lives, the government is starting to like Put a target on their back, and I think Amazon's like the number one at, at at risk. And this woman, Lena Khan, has written this paper, and everyone's like, "Whoa, we think she's right." Yeah, they're calling it. So, antitrust is the term for the government uh, looking at companies and breaking them up if they're looking like they're too risky to the economy. Does that happen a lot it, these days? Not too much, but uh, sometimes it will. Like, they'll especially do it with mergers. So, if like. Uh, this whole merger with AT and T buying Time Warner. Do you remember that? Time Warner owns HBO. Time Warner owns all those big brands. Okay. Uh, they said they they would not let AT and T at first buy Time Warner. A judge ultimately ruled. So they'll try and do it that way. They'll say, "Hey, this is not friendly for consumers." Time AT and T can't buy Time Warner. Yeah. So the government will do antitrust. Everyone's saying this Lena Khan woman is a hipster. This is a hipster antitrust, you know, like uh, approach to it. They're calling it. They're calling it hipster antitrust. Because she's, like, she's younger and she's kind of like hipper and cooler and and they're like, eh, she doesn't know what she's
1: talking about. Let's so they're, they're really just trying to demean a young person. Young that, woman. A, a young woman who is uh, trying to actually help people. Yeah. And they're like, economy. oh, you hipster shit. I can't have everything. What do you mean? I can't have everything. I'm a god. Exactly. Sounds like you're yacht owners.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so... um Yes, yeah, so that's, that's uh, Amazon and Big Tech. All right, guys, we're going to wrap up. Thank you for listening to uh, Business News and Other Shit, episode number 10. Thanks for joining us, Sam.
1: Yeah, anytime. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, yeah thanks for being here, man. Uh, you really powered through this, brother, from being up all night. You didn't hallucinate too much today.
2: No, I just kind of sat here and meditated. <laughs> <laughs> all right, peace out, y'all. Peace.
0: Disclaimer I do not provide personal investment advice and I am not a qualified licensed investment advisor. I am an amateur investor. All information found here, including any ideas, opinions, views, predictions, forecasts, commentaries, suggestions, or stock picks expressed or implied herein, are for informational, entertainment, or educational purposes only and should not be construed as personal investment advice. While the information provided is believed to be accurate, it may include errors or inaccuracies. I will not and cannot be held liable for any actions you take as a result of anything you read, hear, or see here. Conduct your own due diligence, consult a licensed financial advisor or broker before making any and all investment decisions. Any investments, trades, speculations, or decisions made on the basis of any information found on this show, expressed or implied herein, are committed at your own risk, financial or otherwise. Business news and other shit, hereafter known as BNOS, reflects my own views ideas and opinions it is not a production of my employer nor is it affiliated with any broker any broker dealer or registered investment advisor no representations or warranties are made with respect to the accuracy or completeness of the content of this entire show including any links to other sites the links provided are maintained by their respective organizations, and they are solely responsible for their content. All information presented here is provided as is, without warranty of any kind, expressed, or implied. From time to time, I may include affiliate links and advertisements on BNOS that result in my receiving payment should a visitor click on the link or sign up to a service as per established their practice. Readers are entirely responsible for any actions they take as a result of reading or clicking on links on the site and are urged to read the small print. Sound fair enough? Then please subscribe to BNOS. It's free via RSS or email.